Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Hello, and welcome to Goats and Dragons. The stream where Help Goat Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons, a game of shared storytelling where I try to kill my friends. I'm Andrew Gilbert, the benevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Gaming, but tonight I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and I'm not alone. With me, as always, is the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat, Galway, playing the tiefling sorcerer Charity. Hello, everyone. Adam, playing the halfling rogue Burbage Kemp. Hi, everyone. Stormbringer. Um, whoops. It's <laughs> not wow. how I read that. I don't read it backwards, Andy. Lena, <laughs> the Goliath Barbarian Stormbringer. There it is. Hi. <laughs> Plain Darcy, the Cleric, Tiefling, and Hakari. What? Oh my god. D&D, D&D, D&D is great. Fighting blood and magic spells and a demon cat we hate. Oh! <gasps> oh my that God. was so good. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, I love it. Can we can we do an episode at some point of where our characters have to play us? Of course. That'll be kind of fun. <laughs> I, I already I already referenced Charity having a dream about being squirm. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Hey everyone, welcome. Uh this is Goats and Dragons where we play our long-running uh now getting into high level campaign The Fates of Rin. And um we have a second podcast, uh Helpful Gaming Presents in which we talk about games, uh play different kinds of games, um play smaller campaigns uh and we are right now a few sessions into Galway's uh campaign Tear Beyond the Door. Uh and it's uh, extremely fun. <laughs> it is really fun and weird. Uh the characters are goofy and 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 yet still serious uh at, at times and uh oh, it's it's a good time. Um, yeah, so give that a check out too. Uh, rate that um, if you want more kind of behind the scenes stuff. You know, honestly, just kind of let us know. Um, that's that's a podcast feed where we can kind of do whatever we want with. Um, and if you like, uh, if you have suggestions for games or uh, you know anything like that, uh, you know, let us know. We are always listening for ideas. And with that, let's begin tonight's episode of Goats. And dragons. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I need to breathe before doing this. It's over. Nailed it. (laughs) It's just over. 
Previously, on Goats and Dragons, Fates of Rin, a lizard folk by the name of Absalon Frey, a lord of Bavalia, has been sent to this picturesque town on the coast in order to meet with the family. He's heard of some of their adventures, but more importantly, he's heard the whispers and rumors of growing prophecies. He seems to be looking for as many answers as the adventurers themselves. But one thing's for sure. Something big is happening. And that something is perhaps centered on these intrepid explorers. The family has been starting to put the pieces together of a plot in which they themselves are caught up in. And with the help of Absalom, the end game might have just come into view. As of now, they have reason to believe that Behlet, Charity's former patron and a being of immense power, is making inroads to breach into this world. Such rumors require verification, and the group has a lead on how to get some more information about what might be happening. They're looking for Israk Devere, someone linked to Vameris and whom is generally thought of to be dead. But that can wait one more day. Absalon has reconnected with an old flame, Hakari. Charity seems to be spending more and more time with Aideen. Burbage has been tending bar, and Stormbringer has nervously been trying to keep an eye on all of them. All the while, her sister still lingers on her mind. The heavy snow has preceded the Bovalian Candle Festival in the small town of Cliffmill. Blue and silver streamers and dyed lanterns litter the exteriors of homes and shops. The ice spire in the center of town has been delicately decorated in the, these same ribbons and children have taken to admiring the beautiful green grass surrounding the spire just beneath the snow. During the festival, it is customary to exchange gifts with uh, another in your group of friends and family. Whom this is is often hidden until the gifts themselves are exchanged, and the family has decided to take part in this tradition at the delight of Burbage. Each day, the family has slowly recovered their mental faculties. The warmth of the fires in the bushy tent pole, along with Burbage's extra strong drinks, have seemed to slow down the frenetic pace of these adventurers. This pause is welcome and needed, for they do not know when again such a rest will be afforded them. A few more days have passed, and besides a small swearing-in ceremony for Missy as the mayor of Cliffmill, most everyone's mind has been turned to the week-long celebration of the Candle Festival. Being that the holiday is a local Bavarian custom, Burbage has led the decorating of the tavern and set up the gift exchange. Now, it is well past midnight, and Hikari has taken a bath and returned to her room to find Absalon still there, asleep, naked but for a thin sheet covering his black scales. 
She breathes a heavy sigh, gets dressed quietly, and exits her room, and then nearly runs into Stormbringer, who has taken up a post just outside the three rooms of her friends. She has attempted to stay up and watch each night, so naturally she is completely asleep and slumped in her chair at the moment. Hikari steps lightly around her and down the stairs into the quiet tavern. She nods to Wolfie, who is putting out the main fire and turning down the lamps before departing for bed himself. And Hikari steps then out into the cold, still night and down toward the docks. She sees their ship in the harbor, slowly crystallizing from the snows and freezing sprays of the wave. She thinks about what she will get her, her gift exchange partner. And it's at this moment that I'd like everyone to actually hop off except for Hakari right now. Good luck gift searching, Hakari. <laughs> All right, I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> Hakari? Yes? At this moment, you stick out your tongue to try to catch a snowflake. But you realize uh, something strange. Yes. <laughs> what do I realize? The snow has stopped falling. Mid-air. The flakes hang there like glinting tiny lanterns reflecting the moon. From the snowflakes, small blue lightning bugs have emerged. And they blink as they fly around you. Hundreds of them now. They swirl and dip and dive in chaotic motions. And it's at this moment, you feel your God reaching out to you. And if you'd like, you could reach back. It would simply cost the use of a divine intervention. Okay, I'll reach back. All right, you take a moment, you center yourself. You uh, use that ability. And you open your eyes again, and the, the blue swirling bugs seem to be almost moving around kind of a, a figure that you can now see. The, you can't see the figure itself, but the the diversion of each of these swirling bugs from this area allows you to kind of paint a, an outline of them. And then you hear a voice kind of soft and whispered like you've heard before. And it says, you feel it again? That pull to those around you. Hakari, you are entwining yourself with them. Need I remind you that this has not always gone happily for you before? 
That's it? Well, there is prior situations like this. You've asked me to take away those feelings. Would you like me to do the same again? Why you gotta be a bitch? Um, I didn't say hardly anything that we've not talked about before. Is there something different about them? I didn't say that. Then would you like me to remove these emotions again? Make it a lot easier to say goodbye if you need to. Am I going to find my necklace and stop having to live life over and over again? Would that help? And at this, the figure seems to move a bit closer to you. And it says, I want nothing more than for you to to be able to stop but there's still a little more for you to do and I'm sorry no getting rid of emotions will not cause this to come about this is only for your well-being It's up to you entirely. That's something I'd have to think about. That's not something that... I'm comfortable doing right now. It's not like it's worked in the past for me. Because I still have to keep living. But I can see what you're saying. It may have made things easier. It probably did. Uh, This is totally up to you. I'm just offering. That's something I have to think about. Yes. You may contact me again. I will... Continue to reach out as much as I can. Just know that right now you are exactly where you ought to be. And you probably not felt that very often before. And at this, the the lightning bugs start to kind of blink out. The snow begins to very slowly then drift back down. And you feel the night is as it should be. Is there anything you'd like to do while you're out in the evening? Um, I'm going to take a walk around and think about it. And I have a very serious and troubled look on my face. Okay. I'm not very happy 
that they decided to contact me right now and remind me of all this. Right. So you probably um, walk around in the middle of the night, um, kind of do a lap around town. Um, as you get toward the kind of northeasternmost walls and gates of the city, um, just over the cold stone wall, you can hear a uh, light singing. Uh, it seems um, one of the camps of people, um, of merchants and travelers that have set up outside of town are getting into the, the candle fest. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it feels nice. So I'd imagine, um, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, that you eventually make your way back to the bushy tent pole. Yeah. Uh, um, and at this, the uh, um, the tavern is completely dark and empty. Uh, as you come back in, um, you quietly move back upstairs after you've shaken some of the snow off. And um, yeah, you come back to your room uh, and you see Stormbringer outside still asleep in a chair. I'll sneak back into my room very quietly. All right. And then uh, into bed with Absalom. <sighs> He's still there. He's still he, there. Like, wasn't he supposed to leave like the day after he talked to us? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> you only have yourself to blame for this, Akari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and for the podcast, I invited everyone back. Um, and is everyone else back? Uh, I yep. heard. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so you wake up, um, at each of you, uh, the next morning, uh, as the, uh, the festival. And yes, I'm bringing back the frost waltz. <laughs> as the uh, candle festival uh, is in its last day uh, are there any last minute um, arrangements that anyone needs to make before the gift exchange this evening yes I need to go out for a while okay uh, and it, are you doing the thing that uh, we had talked about previously yes okay excellent the and first thing that we talked about uh, Wait, yeah. Akari, we're supposed to all stay stay near each other still, right? Where but are you I going? have to go out to get the gift to make arrangements for it. I promise uh, it'll be worth it. Don't worry, I keep a company. Okay, but only because I'm your king. I won't trust you otherwise. <laughs> uh, okay. As soon as Absalom says that, I mutter under my breath, Jesus Christ, he's sticking to me like glue. <laughs> and I just walk Stormbringer is his king because she beat him at arm wrestling, right? Yep. And he agreed that in his heart, yeah. she was yeah. now the queen, the king of Bavalia. He said by the transitive property, I beat the king of Bavalia in yep. arm wrestling. Yep. So now I think I'm the king. <laughs> Um, Andy, right. am yeah. I to presume that Burbage has done 
what he needed to do to have a gift for the gift exchange. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is all cards on the table. This is stuff that uh, is kind of discussed and essentially role-played during our week off. Right, like privately. In, here, yeah. in Discord, like a private chat. So Indeed. It's a Secret Santa thing. Um, and I, I assume at some point in the past whatever period of time Absalom's been hanging around past when he was supposed to be gone. Um, <laughs> like the last I, four or five days, yeah. Okay, I've had an opportunity to stop by the merchant I had talked to. Uh-huh, 100%. Cool. And Stormbringer, uh, the thing you had done came in, and it's beautiful. It's even Sweet. better than you thought. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, Hakari, as you're walking with uh, Absalon uh, and you're kind of getting up toward the middle of town, um, he kind of does say, maybe we ought to discuss uh, the next steps, huh? I mean, I have enough room in my place for someone like you. I sort of thought maybe you would accompany me back. My eyes are very wide and I have like this frozen smile on my face. Uh, we can talk about that later. Well, I was but... just thinking uh, I'd probably going to get going here pretty soon. Maybe tomorrow. What do you think about that? Uh, well, <laughs> oh, you're laughing now, Burbage. Aren't you glad you didn't sleep with him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that I, I think being a kept man ranks up there for Burbage. True. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I feel like this conversation would be very different. Burbage going adventure. Hmm. <laughs> adventure. Hmm. <laughs> Well, but I have a role to fulfill, obviously, if I'm in a prophecy. As my wife, of course. See, I was thinking, uh, why is it that you was, you was here? And the only thing I got, the only thing that can come up in my head is we were supposed to meet again. Huh? <laughs> I mean, we not good. Met a couple times before, but <laughs> this time seems different. Otherwise, why are you hanging out with objects of prophecies? So the only reason I'm in a prophecy is because I'm meant to be someone's wife. Oh, I mean, that sounds good, doesn't it? The gods themselves want you to be with me. I feel like in the tavern, Charity looks up at Aideen. I sense danger. (laughs) (laughs) So, can my thaumaturgy, like, make storm clouds start appearing or anything like that? 
<laughs> yeah, he, a little bit. Yeah, he, he gets a little darker outside. Uh, he's he kind of notices the the clouds coming in fairly quickly. I think we need to talk about this later. Oh, sure. Yeah, that uh, you be thinking about your gift and your friends. I get you. I get you. Uh, I'll be waiting. And uh, right. he seems to turn around and head back to the bushy temple. Okay. So, so after I a while, keep going oh, yeah. to where yeah, I'm you going. Yeah, you do your thing. Yeah, you kind of keep heading to that north side of town, uh, arranging. I'm what looking you need at to. some new weapons, maybe to hit someone in the crotch with. Okay, that's always fun. <laughs> Upgrading from the fist. Yep. Yeah. Uh. And eventually, uh, others in the tavern would see Absalon kind of come back in. He's got a big old wide smile on his face. and um, Oh, he is a dummy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and before the sort of gift, um, the, the sort of secret gift exchange, uh, um, did anyone have any extra gifts for anyone else that they'd like to give on this last day of the Candle Festival? Yeah, I think... Um... Charity would have uh, sort of like while we're sitting waiting for Hikari to come back. If if, if sort of where I sort of picture us as in the mode of we're waiting to do the gift exchange and Hikari's running out to do something and he'll um, sort of slide a small pouch um, across to Aideen. Oh, what's this? Sort of eyes move back and forth. For you? She'll kind of take it in. Open it slowly. What is this charity? Um, it's a it's a necklace that's it's a fairly simple necklace, but it's sort of woven silver and gold, um, ending in just a very small uh, ruby, and uh, the clasps though do look like two hands clasping. Charity, this is. I got to say, this is beautiful. Uh, and she'll lean in and actually just kind of kiss you on the cheek. Charity turns slightly redder. <laughs> I I didn't uh, I didn't get you get you anything. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna step out. Uh, I'll be back. No, 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 no. And she's already put a cloak on. Uh, one second. Uh, I'll be, I have something in mind. I just wasn't sure. And uh, she'll quickly kind of exit through the front doors. Burbage has been like, not just right now, but what? how long has it been since our first kind of meeting with Lord Absalom? Uh, he's been, been here about four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. So, so over the past four or five days, Burbage has been fairly regularly, not constantly, but at times kind of um, regarding charity with a serious kind of frown slash gaze. And it has been, it's happening now from across from the bar. He's been watching this interaction between Aideen and, and Charity, and he looks kind of, I don't know, thoughtful, but not in a way that um, anybody could probably tell what he's thinking. Is the um, expression noticeable? 
Um, it's kind of just like a like a a, a serious, thoughtful expression. Um, confused, maybe is is what it would look like. You you okay, Burbage? I know. I know. He doesn't. He he doesn't even register that. He's looking straight at you, Charity, but it doesn't look like he heard you. I'm gonna sort of wave my hand. You okay, Burbage? <clears throat> what? 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 Which of the three words didn't you get? You <laughs> okay, Burbage? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, Charity. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. How are you? How are, how are, how okay are you? <laughs> are you okay? What's going on over there? Burbage is like he's been like <laughs> drying the same glass <laughs> for like a while now, and he, he, he's still just like drying I, it with I'm, the same wash. I'm going cloth. to say that Charity is going to jump to an assumption here, which I Galway assume is wrong. A charity's gonna sort of like stretch his back a little bit like, no, I, I I've been feeling fine. Um I seem to be fully recovered from the effects of dead and the spell. Kari did a good job with that. Yeah, yeah, she did, didn't she? And uh what's uh what's going on with uh with Aideen? I think she's staying to sort of lead the town guard. You know what I mean, Charity. I'm not talking about the fucking guard. I'm talking about you and her. Oh, she's pretty and I like her. Oh, oh, really? And Burbage puts the glass up to his eye and just looks at you through the glass for no apparent reason. <laughs> I'm gonna lean and over to... I'm gonna, like... <laughs> didn't quite nail the whisper. Um, <laughs> it's W then slash, but... Uh, what? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I did it the same way. That's weird. For, for, for people in the oh, podcast, something just appeared in the chat it. that was meant to be whispered in Roll20 to the GM. Um, yeah. Sorry. God damn it. Uh, Charity is going to lean over to Stormbringer and go, you've been watching him. Has he had more to drink than usual? Less? No, he probably just doesn't trust her, because why would you? She's not one of the family. I don't know why you're spending so much time with her anyways. <laughs> she helped save me. So did we. I'm spending time with you, too! But we're the family. You can't trust other people. They all backstab us. Except for Auburn. Auburn just died. Hey, Stormbringer. What? Could you come over here to the bar and help me clean this glass? There seems to be a spot on it that I can't get out. She will, pul I can get she will pulverize that glass. It will not exist I can get anymore. everything off. Oh. Yeah, I'll go just, over to Burbage. It just seems to be <laughs> a blemish on the history of the glass that the glass just can't get rid of no matter how clean and good 
it tries to be. I don't think glasses try to be things. Stormbringer, I brought you over here to whisper to you so that Charity can't hear us. Okay, I think you could have just used the message things, right? What are we talking about? Uh, (laughs) Like that Absalom just closes in. (laughs) Absalom, you're supposed to be with Hikari. What the hell are you doing here? Oh, you know, she wanted to Go find her. As your king, I order you to go find Hikari. Look, this king thing. I, what I meant was... You uh, said I was your king. I mean... Go find Hikari. From the other end of the bar, Charity's going to go, you're going to want to do what she says, otherwise next time you will not still have the arm that wrestles. Ooh. Well, good old Absalom Frey can take a hint. I'll just leave you uh, catch up to some... Okay, bye. Good. Hey, hamster lad, that wasn't a hit. That that was an explicit He's, instruction. He laughed. <laughs> what he were you saying, Burbage? He better find Hikari. Stormbringer, you've been watching all of us pretty closely the last few days, yeah, right? Yeah, I've been making sure you're safe. I can't figure out what exactly happened between Aideen and Charity. I'm trying to make sense of of the revelation that we learned about Charity, the, the day that we resurrected him, and Aideen's transformation from hating Charity and wanting him dead to now kissing him and being all lovey-dovey with him. Do you think she's just doing it to get close to him so she can kill him? Because I'll kill her first. Right, well, that's, I mean, I suppose that's possible, but, I mean, I guess I just, have you learned anything more about, about what Charity remembers about being Death's Spell, and what Aideen's attitude toward him is, and why it might have changed? Have I learned anything in my time of staring at people a lot? Um, Slash, if anyone has asked me about being Death's Bell, I will probably have been very forthright and honest with anything I remembered. Burbage certainly has not. (laughs) No, I know. I'm kind of picturing you like skulking, cleaning glasses behind the bar while I was like talking to Hakari and Stormbringer and Aideen about stuff from when I was Death's Bell. So you like, I suspect there's an exposition drop that you've just missed. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So, I mean, it, it would be helpful, I guess, both for Burbage and for me to maybe have some of that surface. I don't know. if Is that something that Hikari and Stormbringer would have asked him about? Slash, yeah, and, I, and, and that is me just curious about what role the Death Spell stuff has played conversationally and in Charity's demeanor. Um, over the course of the last four or five days. So I, just other people can maybe answer whether they would have asked or anything, and then we can figure out what we might have talked about. But certainly for you, Burbage, if you hadn't taken part in those conversations, um, you would notice that Charity, much as he was up to um, on the ship after he got his memories back seems much more confident and relaxed generally 
He's like I pictured Charity as someone who it didn't matter if he was sitting on like a stool. It was like he was in a chair with a perfectly straight back. Um, And now he's he relaxes much more. He will he doesn't drink a lot, but he will actually have a beer in the tavern at night or a glass of milk that's had all the alcohol burned off. He looks confused, but then he looks happy because he likes milk. Um, <laughs> and sort of, sort of, from a demeanor point of view, you would have that. Um, but otherwise, n- not much else has changed. He still speaks essentially as he did. He still acts basically as he did. And then I'll let other people sure. chime in with would they have asked stuff. I mean, Stormbringer doesn't give a shit. Stormbringer spent most of her time staring at you or at Burbage. But if any of the conversations occurred around Stormbringer, then absolutely she would have listened. Hakari, you probably would have um, been familiar with Deathspell, um, especially okay. because uh, of your relationship with um, Charity's brother. Okay. Okay. What is it again? Um, like, and this is, but this is something that you've kind of already known. This is not a revelation for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is. A, it would be a good refresher, I think, for both Darcy and the yeah. Twitch audience sure. and the podcast. Just what, what, where, where we're at with the death spell thing. Yeah, because what that is and what that what that means for Hikari and yeah. Indeed. So that's an invitation to you, Andy, or you, Yahweh. <laughs> I would say, I go, like, yeah, go for like it. Well, I don't we, remember. Yeah, what is kind of some general information about Death Spell that we should know? So the general information you would know is that in this world, there are sort of um, criminal organizations, thieves, guilds, uh, all things that anyone, even sort of approaching the sort of shadier side of society, would probably be aware of. And within that for years there had been whispers of a figure called the death spell um who was an enforcer for one of the guilds uh the lights in the dark and this figure was famous for two things essentially if the death spell was called on you particularly the if you heard death's bell it was too late um and there were not survivors. Death's Bell was ruthless. Death's Bell was not necessarily cruel, but Death's Bell killed everyone that they were supposed to, etc. Um, several years ago, those stories would have died down, and it seemed like Death's Bell was either not operating, they might have been killed, um, the lights in the dark seemed to undergo some upheaval generally, and or they were just operating much more secretly. Um, And what you have learned is subsequently that that figure was Kaloran, the son of the guild master for the lights in the dark. And that person became the charity of Behelet. Subsequently now charity of the family. Okay. I remember now. Um, so most of you, so like Burbage, you would have been familiar with this through, you know, you, I think you were always sort of a freelancer. Correct me if I'm wrong. You weren't really part of a guild or anything. 
Correct, yeah. But there was always sort of this overhanging threat of don't operate in certain turf or don't get too big or you might draw Death's Bell's attention. Um, and almost a boogeyman in the underworld. Um Hakari has far more and just reviewing for the for the audience here uh, has a more personal connection with this on sort of a couple of levels, only one of which I know um, being that Charity killed her in a past life uh, in one of her past lives when he was very young um, using the hellfire. Uh, And then since that, she was uh, involved with his brother Ire, who is not very fond of charity. Well, she's not very fond of Kalorin. <laughs> right. Oh, actually, yeah. And also, go away. Let me type something to you real quick. There is something you remember else about Ire now that your memories have started to leak back in. He's a prat. <laughs> that sounds like an understatement. Not untrue. There you go. Ah, and, and I probably I don't know if you'd reveal yeah, that I, I probably would have is that uh, Iyer was my half brother and uh, this sounds bad which half uh, father yeah so, so same father different, different mother okay yes so and so for Burbage yes uh, the death spell would, would have been like a boogeyman type figure very dangerous very dark and I mean, is it possible that he might have even known some like thieves um, or criminals personally who he suspected were like all, were victims of Death's Bell? Or is that getting too kind of retconny? Like, oh, our heroes had a connection in the past. Uh, not necessarily, uh, especially because anyone connected with Death's Bell would not want to talk about it. <laughs> I was going to say. If Death's Bell dealt with someone and it wasn't in the they were dead way, they wouldn't want to talk about that because that was also usually one of the conditions for deploying Death's Bell. Death's Bell was an enforcer, Indeed. but also fundamentally was a problem solver. So you're a saying a tiny bit in, in the way that Crotch the Sticky was kind of a legend more than right. more than the person. Definitely that's kind of how you would have known. You probably it. also would have had Death bunches Bell. of people been like, oh, I got away from Death's Bell, blah, blah, blah. Like in the same way that like, I Which once, you know, I was once on a ship attacked by Crotch the Sticky. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, no, that's an interesting connection that uh, Burbage met Crotch the Sticky right before resurrecting uh that would be why I was laughing when you made the comment of like, oh my god, you just like walked out of stories. I'm like, mm. I hope you're comfortable <laughs> with that feeling. Hmm. <laughs> About an underworld. Cool. So, so yeah, I don't, I mean, so if, if, if Stormbringer wouldn't have gone out of her way to ask, and Hikari was already, this was not a revelation for her, she she might not have asked then because it wasn't new information for her. Then, um, then yeah, Burbage's question is kind of to Stormbringer right now. Like, why would a Dean have forgiven him so quickly? I don't know. It's really suspicious. Maybe we should tie her up and ask her questions. Yes. Maybe we should. So, 
also just for context, you do. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I think Andrew is about to interject. Remember, but I was going to. Yeah, you do remember Aideen questioning Charity immediately after he was resurrected, like at bow and arrow point. Under a zone, right. under a zone of truth spell, in which yeah, Charity, in which Charity revealed because he chose to fail, and she knew that, so he was under the effects of it. Yeah. That the biggest atrocity associated with the Death's Bell, which was a massive murder that involved killing a dozen children, etc., had in fact been a carefully concocted ploy by. Caller and the Death's Bell to save those children from his father. Right. Now, that was yes. a giant revelation for a dean. Yeah. Right. I remember. I remember that. Um, as far as but as far as Burbage knows or suspects, yeah. um, would Death's Bell have like it could have been very easy for him to kill other children. I mean, maybe uh, according to the stories, right? According to how dark. Yeah. Actually, give me a history check. I will do that. Yeah. Let the dice decide. The 14. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's possible, but you never heard actual stories, um, other than maybe that one. Um, but like the general sort of intensity of this legendary creature, this person could have been capable of that. You you just really only heard an actual story about that one time. And even then only very vaguely and briefly. Sure. I, I guess I'm, yeah, like I, 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 I feel like, um, yeah, Burbage just isn't entirely like, he hasn't entirely reconciled. This new sure. Oh, you are you are right to be wary of such a figure. Yeah, and it, and it's and it's hard because like he knows that charity st- struggles with you know, or in the past has struggled with not knowing his his misdeeds and his sins, and you know Burbage's stance has been one of you know what's behind you is behind you and like you're my family now. And he still feels that, yeah. But it's really hard for him to reconcile that with something as intense as the death spell thing. So um, this—that was an extended way of just flagging that as like a character beat, I guess, an, an ongoing beat for Burbage. Solid, yeah. I would also say just for one thing to flag to Burbage, because I think it was uh-huh. clear enough within that conversation. It's pretty clear a Dean was involved with the lights of in the dark. Also, yeah. To help explain why maybe there was just you can decide whether it would do that or not, or if you were still confused of it. But it really did seem like a Dean had a problem with this one story where the death's bell went way overboard and did something that they weren't supposed to do and killed a lot of kids. And then seem much more comfortable with, oh, okay, actually, no, that wasn't that. Okay. <laughs> she didn't have a personal relationship with any of the children? Uh, not that you know of. I mean, you could ask, I guess. And and did, did it seem like Aideen was, like, was also an enforcer for that guild, or just was a part of it? Um, y- uh, you don't know her role. 
really in that. Yeah. You just know, yeah. Yeah. She, cool. I mean, she seems like she could handle herself, so that wouldn't be out of the question at all. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, Burbage is suspicious and struggling. Solid. <laughs> um, all the information gathered post resurrection, uh, notwithstanding. Burbage is struggling with it. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Um, people have sort of uh, congregated to the bushy tent pole this evening uh, as as the day gets a, a little bit darker. Uh, um, Aideen has kind of rushed back in uh, and given you a, a small satchel uh, charity. Um, uh, and Hakari has returned um with a kind of old wizened uh like kind of hunched back uh human of a man um who has who's carrying kind of a a small leather satchel um and she's kind of guiding him into the into the space uh and people are just kind of generally congregating missy has come in um and uh looks like a lot of them are here to kind of watch the gift exchange between uh these these titans of the town absalon has also come back in. absalon's slinking back in Hooray! would i have time bef- before <laughs> that starts to look at adine's uh-huh. gift or does she not want me to look at it yet or what's my read on that uh no no yeah she'll she'll kind of hand it to you it's in a little small drawstring uh, bag yeah so i'll open that up sort of as people are filtering in before stuff is getting set up. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, a set of seven uh, dragon dice um, that have like white and silver kind of inlay and uh, in the numbers written. Um, and she smiles wide and she says, uh, do, you, do you remember that? That time, uh, we we had set off to Wigmalls, um, and we only had the dragon dice on the road for twelve days. Do you remember that? That's a little bit Scottish. She's more Irish. But <laughs> I was like, she's <laughs> drifting into Missy here. Um, yeah. Do I remember that? You, uh, vaguely, yeah. It's it's kind of as she's handing you the dice, it, and you see them with her. It, that memory is sort of locking back into place. Um, and it was, and it was just kind of a routine. Go strong arm some merchant that was fleeing. Um, yeah, know. and I was like, yes, I do now. It was a lot of days with dice. Maybe we could uh, unlock a few more memories later. And she kind of winks at you and then kind of giggles and runs to the bar for a drink. And she runs up to Burbage. Ah, oh, give me an 18. What do you say, Burbage? Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, and Burbage- We're watching you, 18. <laughs> oh, Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Burbage turns around and he he goes to a little book of like of all the drinks that he's been making up this yeah. week. And he frantically 
goes through it. He's like, I don't remember making an eighteen. I don't remember creating an eighteen. What's an eighteen? Wolfie, Wolfie, come here. <sighs> how do you make an eighteen? Do you know how to make an eighteen? <sighs> he grabs the the gin, the whiskey, uh, some olives, uh, and he just kind of pushes oh, it off like. <laughs> Okay, these are all the ingredients for it. Thanks, Wolfie. And they walk away. (laughs) All right, good. Yeah, you're going to be great at owning this place and running it. All right, so Burbage will do his best to uh, make an Aideen, not really knowing the proportions. Okay, yeah. Uh, She'll take a sip of it and smile at you. Hey, Aideen. Ah. What is it, little guy? I saw you kiss Charity earlier. Oh. Uh. That, yeah, okay. Little peck on the cheek. Nothing too bad. Now you're exchanging. exchanging little gifts. Just. I uh, hadn't seen him in a long time. Yeah. Very suspicious. Is it? Doesn't yes. sound suspicious. I'm just wondering, eighteen. What did you give him? Oh, that's not for you. You don't have to worry about that. I think I do, eighteen. No, I don't think so. I think you're fine. I wouldn't worry. Um, kind of sip her drink a lot more. Should give him something dangerous. <laughs> they were dice. I mean, a little bit dangerous. <laughs> I will cut you down where you stand, AD. Oh, no need for that. We don't have to do that, Stormbringer. It's fine. It's fine. I, I, Charity's a, a dear old friend of mine. He's fine. I would. I'd never give him anything. I'd hurt him. He's. I just got him some dragon dice. He'll, he'll teach you how to play. It's fine. It's fun. Good times. Dragon <laughs> dice. All yeah, right. dragon dice. Dragon dice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Um. Cool. From from the bellow of Stormbringer of what did you get him? Charity is just sort of resignedly holding up a die. Like, <laughs> it's 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 dice. It's fine. Or maybe she just wants you to think it's dice. <laughs> this uh, Missy is set up on a chair. Dice? <laughs> are they are they exploding dice? Charity they're exploding roll. dice. Charity, they're, fine. they're just dragon Charity, dice. Charity rolls a die. Did it explode? <laughs> it does not explode. Wait, wait. It did not explode. Andy, before before the gift exchange goes underway, Burbage is gonna. He sees Wolfie struggling to hang up a uh, a little banner. That since Burbage was in charge of decorations, yeah, this, this banner finally came in, and Burbage will will run over and kind of direct Wolfie hanging it up. Okay. And when it's hung up, it just it just has in big bold letters B C F O F G E. Okay, that's all. And he'll be like, "All right, thank you. Well done, Wolfie." All right. You're not going to explain what that means. He's trying to read. Isn't going to. He's pointing at okay. one letter at a time, going, uh, 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 uh. hmm. Uh. And 
he'll go back to washing the dish. Nice. And then Missy's standing up and she's clapping, trying to get everyone's attention. Hello, Bushy Tentpole. Uh, uh, as your mayor, uh, I know everyone's here to to watch the, the family exchange gifts, but remember in the Candle Festival, this is generally a private affair. So so everyone try to just be quiet on, until they've had a chance to do this. Uh, no pressure, you lot. We're just, everyone's curious. Uh, and so they'll kind of start taking seats around. Um, and uh, Missy kind of bows and, and sort of motions to you, Burbage, if you want to lead things off. Um, however you guys want to do this, please feel free. Welcome one, welcome all to this fine evening event. You've come to witness what would, in any other circumstance, be a private party. It's very strange that you're all here. When I was young, you know, I'd celebrate the Bavarian Candle Festival over in uh, Diefield, but we didn't necessarily all gather to watch a single group of friends exchange gifts. When Missy told me that you all wanted to do that because you consider us titans of the town, I replied, what? She explained to me that you all have developed a strong affection and appreciation for us, and that you would appreciate being here to watch this little exercise in character development. And so... Just give the gifts! Right, okay. So... <laughs> I'm like, I don't feel like I'm getting temp HP out of this. <laughs> this is not Silver's inspired leader trait. Um, all right, so yeah, the, the deal is we all sort of drew in secret uh, 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 one of our, our fellow family members' names, and it's sort of a secret gift giver thing. So, um, yeah, I'll just, I've got our four names in here in this. Uh, bucket and uh, uh, and uh, Aideen would you do me the honor of drawing the name and that oh, will yeah. be the person who starts off the gift exchange tonight alright uh, let's just see here uh, so she reaches her hand in the bucket and she draws Stormbringer Ah, and the crowd is like, oh, yeah, 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 it's great story. Yeah. Am I, I supposed she's... to open my gift or give my gift oh, to the person? You're supposed to give your gift, I believe. Yeah, Stormbringer, give your gift. Okay. Okay, but I thought it was supposed to be a secret. It was a secret right up, up until, until this now. point. <laughs> I'm just confused by this concept. Have you ever given but... a gift before? Yeah, but not secret ones. And I assume secret things stayed secret. Yeah, well, Give the gift! <laughs> Who was that? Which one of you monsters said that? Don't rush us! We're family! Yeah, why are you guys even watching us? It's weird. Right? I don't like it. This could easily become a mob. I have ten bucks that you have charity. They bet on who has who. Wait, you bet? There's a, there's a whole gambling thing going on in this town and I didn't know it? That's unacceptable! I kind of I kind of want there to be a chalkboard with a gift pool written on it just on the wall of the bar. 
Yeah, it's it's back here. And uh, Burbage, you have 10 bucks that Hakari has you. <laughs> so I did. So Burbage did, did know yeah. about this. You did know about it. You just. <laughs> and I'm just pretending like, oh, that's illegal. It's horrible. Yeah. Inappropriate. I'm going to stare suspiciously at the crowd and then hand Burbage a, um, a crudely wrapped package that's wrapped in like animal skins. Isn't this your name on the betting board? <laughs> no, that looks like Barbage. Barbage. I don't know who that is. Um, so wait, who did I have money on, Andy? You you bet that Hakari had you. Oh, damn it. God damn it, Stormbringer. Do you not like your <laughs> gift? I'm sorry, what? I tried really hard. Oh. No, Stormbringer, it's okay. If you make her cry again, there will be consequences. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at you. I'm, I, and I haven't opened the gift yet. I'm sure it's going to be great. It's just, it's something else entirely, Stormbringer. Don't, don't let this get sucked up as fuel for your whole self-admonition about not being able to save people from dying okay uh, as, okay as you as you take hold of the the present charity's going to sip the glass of milk and look up why didn't you just bet on who you had perpetual <laughs> <laughs> gaze at the ceiling for a moment and then kind of clench his fist and sputter let's just get on with it it's what i did it's on with the <laughs> what? Ah, uh, all right. Oh, right. Is the name Kalorin up on the board? Yes. <laughs> Damn it. I forgot. Okay, Burbage will uh, shake all this off, and he will open this gift wrapped in... in is it still bloody animal skin? No. Just kind of weird, like not properly cured. Okay. <laughs> Burbage opens it up. What does he find? Uh, in the description, Stormbringer, please go ahead and uh, say what it what it looks like or what it seems like. Uh, try not to go into anything special yet, uh, unless there's more being asked. So he finds a beautiful, ugly Christmas sweater with um, that's knitted in red with you know the green like whatever that is, mistletoe or holly. Holly, I think, that's often on things. Um, wow. Um, and then <laughs> on the front of it is knitted a, a picture of the family. Um, it's got Charity and Burbage and Stormbringer and Hikari all in like a happy pose uh, wearing Christmas colors and then Vimeris in the back in his ice block wearing Christmas colors. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, Stormbringer! This is the most beautiful, ugly seasonal sweater I've ever seen. Do you, Do you like it? Put it on. I really do. Did you knit this yourself? No, I don't know how to do that. Put it on and never take it off again. Uh, oh, oh my! Right. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Um, sure, I'll put it on right now and never take and it off never again. never take it off again. Right. <laughs> Not sure that it goes perfectly with my white studded leather armor that used to belong to my brother. 
Uh, it looks it looks great. It might go slightly better with your half purple, half gold armor. Yeah, well, that's not here, is it, Charity? <laughs> you threw it in a river. I didn't throw it in the river. No, well, well, you got oh, it wait, back. Did Daenerys did. do that? No, no, you threw it in a river. We just got it back. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, Phaedric. Phaedric is holding on to my armor. Okay. All right, yeah, Burbage will put it on and uh, show it off. Never Beautiful. take it off. Yeah, I won't take it off. It's all promise. I might not, you know, I might put something over it, but yeah. But promise. promise you'll never take it off. Yeah, I won't take it off as long as it doesn't, you know, encumber me in some kind of technical way. Intent, Andy. It's a tiny bit itchy, um, but for as thick of it as it is, it doesn't feel like really hot. It actually is quite comfortable. Yeah. Great. All right, cool. Thank you so much, Stormbringer. Honestly, it has been a long time since I got a, uh, an awesome sweater as a present. Aww. I really appreciate it. You're the best. You look, you look great. You do look great. Why do you keep insisting he never take it off? Because I don't want anything bad to happen to him ever again. So he can't ever take it off. Okay. Huh, that, you can't die in an ugly Christmas sweater. That's what my grandma always used to say. <laughs> For real? This <laughs> 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 is probably not the best way to do this, but uh, Aideen says, all right, uh, the next participant is oh, Burbage. Uh, go ahead and give your present, Burbage. Who'd you have? Ah, yes, yes, yes. My turn. All right. I'll pull out a, a wrapped package from uh, my bag. Or from behind the bar, presumably. Yeah. Okay. I had a very special person in my life. A person with whom I have a thoroughly uncomplicated relationship. Totally cool. Everything's fine. <laughs> There's murmuring. I didn't realize Vimeris was an option. Very funny, Charity. You're so very funny, which is why I gave you oh God. this. And I hand him the package. Does this thing explode? Funny you should say that. It does not. <laughs> It's not going to explode, Charity. Uh, Charity will open it. <laughs> what do I see? All right, yeah, it's a small uh, little case in inside of which is what Burbage. Uh, you open the case, Charity. Yeah. You find a pair of thick spectacles of smoky glass with round black frames. And attached to these spectacles are a pair of bushy eyebrows, a large plastic nose, and a bushy mustache underneath. They come attached to a chain that appears to be woven strands of a silvery metal, like a very loose, thin rope. Uh -huh. Yeah? What do you think, Charity? Pretty cool glasses, huh? <laughs> 
Galway is mostly trying to process the fact that plastic was involved with this. Um, <laughs> Charity's going to look. They're fascinating. What are they for? Oh, they're just funny glasses. Here, I'll tell you all the story. I was walking around Cliff Mill the other day when a strange old man came up to me and he said to me, Hey, Burbage. You want something cool? And I was like, who are you, old man? Get away from me. This is my rare time that I got away from Stormbringer. <laughs> because she's, <laughs> you know, I snuck away and this is my alone time. Um, and, oh, God, I need to find. <laughs> I forget what all happened, Andy. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'm casting guidance on myself. Plug uh, guidance. It's an amazing cantrip that makes you or people you care about better at stuff. Take it if you can. Uh, Yeah, the old man just kind of said, "Like, hey, uh, you want these?" Um, and uh, gave you a price for them. And you're like, "Why would I pay that price? That's ridiculous for stupid, funny glasses." And then he kind of put them on, and you almost laughed uncontrollably at him um because he looks so funny uh and then he said yeah no you really do want these yeah they were yeah he pulled these glasses and god help me. you you did and he put them on and he looked absolutely ridiculous and i couldn't help but think what you would look like with them on charity so i had to get them for you uh old man called them the jester's spectacles I prefer to call them gesticles, but you know that. <laughs> Jesus. He did not clear that with me. 14 Arcana, are these things like cursed? Uh, you don't get a sense they're cursed, though there is a slight bit of magic associated with them, yeah. You can't quite tell the school, but they are enchanted. Put them on, Charity. Charity's gonna... I want to see you wear the goofy glasses. Charity's going to hold up a finger. So the narrative of this runs. We, a group who are hunted by magical forces beyond our realm. <laughs> one of our members came across a mysterious old man who they had never seen before in this town. Who told them, you want this item. Proceeded to, apparently by means of magic, convince them to purchase this item for an outlandish price. <laughs> and then you give them to me, who was recently killed by these otherworldly forces. So, so that's just that's, that's one side of the takeaway. Let's let's put a pin in all of that. Other side of this, you meet a mysterious old man with glasses that made him look absolutely ridiculous, and your first thought is, I want to see Charity wear these. <laughs> I actually prefer the first narrative. It's less mean-spirited and just concerning that someone's trying to murder us again. Well, Charity, what can I say? I'm sorry that you don't like the gift I got you. And Aww. can you blame me for wanting you to look ridiculous after we all learned that you used to be Death's Bell? Yeah, Ooh. really loudly. Moving on to the next gift, folks. Uh, looks like Hakari is next. Hakari, who'd you have now? 
<laughs> Burbage flops down like in a chair at the side of the room, like and crosses his arms, pouting. Charity has popped on the glasses. <laughs> at this, the the entire room starts laughing at Charity. It is a really funny sight. That God help me, I. I need art of this somehow. Burbage, Burbage looks up from his pout, and there's a, a just a little glimmer, like the the pout turns into a slight smile. Charity will come over and give him a hug. You're a good brother, Burbage. Oh, thanks, Charity. He'll, Burbage is kind of like has kind of stiffened up, but he'll pat your back a couple of times, and uh, yeah, enjoy the cursed glasses. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Charity. Everything's fine. Let's move There's, on, everybody. Shall as we? you say that, there is silver flame in Charity's hand. Well, <laughs> silver flame goes well with the silver rope that holds the glasses. How do you Char- do that on purpose? Charity is just going to take the glasses off. <sighs> Hakari, um, yes. I see you have a guest with you tonight. Uh, does that have to do with your gift? Yes, it does. And who's it for? It is for Stormbringer. I don't really want a person as a gift, but that was very thoughtful of you, <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> but it's not the person. He is oh. here to give you a small tattoo that will help you be even better and more amazing at arm wrestling than you already are. Ah, that's awesome. It's true. It's true. I have specialized in magical tattoos. And uh, this one uh, provided a bit of the uh, substance I needed for it. And and you've lived in this town a long time. You're not some strange old man that just showed up that told Hikari that she needed to purchase the tattoo. Uh, neither of those things is correct. I've uh, been traveling wait, with what? a group outside of town. Um, and... Uh, she came to me looking for some tattoo advice, and uh, I yes, she found me. Okay, that's I did. That seems yes. okay. That seems not too sketchy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, and at any point tonight, then Stormbringer, if you want to just kind of sit down, this guy will give you a tattoo that somehow will make you better at arm wrestling. Yeah, you can tattoo me now. Tattoo me. Oh, uh, sit sit here by the bar. Now uh, take a swig okay. and um, and then he uh, unwraps his leather satchel, um, and it's got several different pokey instruments here, um, that you know you've seen other tattoo artists have, but uh, these these are old. These are sort of archaic tools. Um, and then he's he sort of um opens a small pouch, um. Of, of what looks to be sapphire dust. Um, it's this beautiful glinty blue dust. Um, and he said, well, when I use the, the blue and it'll mix with the blood just a little bit, it'll the, it'll be purple in the end, the tattoo. Hope I'm that's gonna okay. be shiny. Shiny, it'll be definitely shiny and purple and it'll glow just a little bit when you're trying to arm wrestle. That's awesome. Uh, what's the what's the activation word that you'd like to have for this? Uh, Hakari suggested arm wrestle me, but it's up to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I shout that a lot. That's a good idea. Okay, okay. 
Um, and it'll be on your, your right arm then. Is that okay? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so he, they immediately start kind of uh, doing that. Um, uh, and then Aideen sort of with a flourish. As he started that, Charity has like sort of quietly slid around the room to behind Absalon and slipped the glasses on him. Okay. <laughs> he just like stares straight at you, Hakari, until you notice him. And then he kind of smiles underneath it. <laughs> Damn, he's unflappable. I look good, don't I? Yes. Those are awesome. Ah, and there's one last person here that needs to give a gift. And I believe that is Charity. And she pulls the last name out of the uh, little bowl and then hops down. Charity, who is it that you had? And Charity will walk forward and uh, put a small box on the table in front of Hakari. I open the box. Inside, you see a small um, pin, um, though it has a loop on the top as well, so it could also be worn around a chain. Um that bears the four-handed sigil of the family. You've lived many lives, I know. And I know you don't remember all of them or all the details of them. But I hope with this, whatever else in this life, you had a family. So I smile, but I also look very sad at the same time. Oh. Thank you, Charity. Of course. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's... Uh, oh, wait, one more thing. Uh, oh, I have uh, an announcement. Oh, make. shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not part of the family, Absalon. Oh, Absalon. This is just a terror. Hold on. Just, I got to say one thing. It'll be real quick. It'll be fine. Oh, I have an announcement Lord. that affects all of you here in uh, Borvelia. Seems that there's a new Lady Frey of Borvelia that I would like to introduce you to. Huh? At this, Charity uh, is going to like very distinctly pinch the bridge of his nose with his fingers. Oh, and we were having such a nice day before bloodshed. I didn't want any more new people in the town, Absalon, and I'm your king, and I didn't tell you you could bring a new person, even a lady, into the town. Oh, it ain't a new person. And he remembers yeah, all of a sudden to he has the... listen to Stormbringer. <laughs> he has the glasses on, and he takes those off real quick. <clears throat> I, I, as I was saying, it ain't a new person. It's Hakari Damarian. Huh? What do you say, Hakari? Be my wife. It'll be a good thing for you, I promise. And uh, he'll kind of get over uh, onto one knee next to you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Barbara <laughs> just going to murmur to Stormbringer, this isn't as ridiculous now that he's got Charity's gesticles off of his face. I don't know. I think it's still pretty ridiculous. Can we never say Charity's gesticles again? <laughs> that just be a banned phrase, <laughs> especially off of his face. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, what's happening? No, 
no, let's keep talking about Charity's testicles. <laughs> I cried to Marion, will you be Lady Absalom Frey? I thought we said we'd talk about this later. I know. What a better place to talk about it, huh? I can think of several. Listen, Sherry, I know the gods are trying to put us back together. I'm just saying. All every, you need to do is see that, too. If, every time you say Sherry, I can't tell if you're talking to her or just saying my name strangely. <laughs> True. What do you say, Akari? Huh? I think we need to talk about this later in private. Oh, that's no way to start being a lady. What is... Say it in front of the people, huh? What do you mean that's no way to start being a lady? (laughs) This charity is laughing audibly. (laughs) 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 This is going to be good. Hagar, do you want me to throw him out? The candles start to flicker, like, rapidly. Okay. So what's your answer? Um, do you really want me to say it right now? Loud and proud. That'll be a no. I'm not anybody's lady. Wait, you said no? Why did you say... Yeah. Why would you do, why would you say, why would you say such a thing? I thought. Do you not know me at all? I mean, we, we had relations the last few nights, a couple times, some of the nights. Yeah. I thought. I've had relations with many people. What does that mean? I'm. I'm going to I'm going to turn to to Burbage. Is there some kind of like quota thing in Bavalia? You like get past a certain number and you're married? Is there Andy? No, no. I don't think so. Although I've often wished that there was. Charity will sort of like nod shrug at that. Like, OK, just just wondering. You also invited two of my friends into those relations. Are you going to marry them, too? Uh no, I mean that would that would just me being silly, Sherry. That's no nitta. <clears throat> well, I feel a bit foolish here. Um, and at this, uh, you can tell like people are starting to leave. <laughs> it's feeling really <laughs> awkward about what's going on here. <laughs> um, I seem to have uh, misread the situation that's going on here. Uh, <clears throat> I am remembering now why this didn't work out before. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll try again next time, huh? No, 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 no. You need to understand this. I am not marrying anybody. And what would I even do as your lady? Bear your children? Oh, at the very least, I mean, take care of the castle and I hear uh, it now. I hear what I'm saying now. It doesn't sound great. Uh, listen, uh, uh, you you all just uh, you, you still owe me a, a, a mission here. Uh, what, what is it I could go do for you? Um, 
I'll just I'll stay right outside of town. Why don't you just drop me a note about uh, what you'd like me to do for you? Uh, that sounds like a great idea. Sure, he's gonna sort of. Or yeah. maybe you could go back to Bovalia and okay. find some lizard to shack up with. Charity's gonna wave the um, communication slate that he gave us. I I think we can just drop you a line whenever. I wouldn't want to hold you up too much. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm a head out. Okay. Uh, seems, <laughs> seems, seems solid. Yeah. Okay. Good night. And he just rushes out the door <laughs> and uh, disappears into the snow. Bye, hamster lad. I stomp upstairs. <laughs> right. Oh man, that was uh, that was a fun, a fun party. Everyone dismissed. Wolfie, help me get this banner down. I'm so embarrassed now. <laughs> what does the banner Why mean? Who's is somebody asking Burbage that? Hakari yeah, went upstairs. Hakari also has a message uh, badge now. She oh, does. True. Yeah. She can message yeah, into your head whenever she wants way. to. I came downstairs a little bit and asked you. Oh. Or I message. I'll hold the, the, the banner out and I'll say, point of letters. Isn't it obvious? Bavalian Candle Festival Official Family Gift Exchange. They were charging a lot per word, so I just decided to abbreviate it to save money. Everyone got that, right? No, but I don't get very many things, so that's okay. <laughs> I bet it was good. Charity's going to shake his head. No, and I get most things. Yeah. I stomp back up the stairs. <laughs> You're going to hear Charity's... Uh, did you? Are you holding, or like? do you have the, uh, the medallion on at all? Hikari? Uh, yes. You're going to hear Charity's voice in your head. You want me to set the lizard on fire? Oh, no. I would like to do that myself. You want me to float him up to your room? I don't think that would be a good idea. (laughs) Right now. It wouldn't. I was just offering because that was yee. Yeah. Thank you, though. You're good. Have a good night. So... Um, I am in my room and you hear quite a bit of things being thrown around. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, then I am going to pray to my God. Interesting. Okay. Incidentally, Charity is also going to pull out the slate and just like quickly write on it. You, uh, you might want to head out of town tonight. (laughs) <laughs> he did say that his other slate uh, was back at his place, so he probably doesn't get this yet. Charity's going to stop. Re- rem- sort of remember that. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Sorry. <laughs> um, Would you like to use a divine intervention, Hikari? Can I? Is this- yeah, it's once per day. I thought I already used it, though. Uh, last night, and then you slept. Okay, so yes. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's every seven days. If they don't answer. Oh, you're right. 
uh, after you finish the long rest, you're good. You're good. Um, so yeah, I would okay. like to. Uh, you 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 start to kind of pray to your god. Um, the dust uh, on the floor uh, of kind of by the closet of the room um, kind of kicks up a little bit. Um, what is it you would like to ask of your god? Should I ask it or should people hop off? Uh, uh, it's up to you. Do you, yeah, it's. I'd up like to people you. to hop off. Okay, solid. All right, this is exciting. All right, if everyone wouldn't mind uh, jumping off real quick, then. Um. So, do they answer? Uh, you believe that? Um, yeah, your God is is in there. Um, what would you like to ask of them? I will accept your offer. That we last talked about. You want these feelings of connection removed from your friends? Yes. Tonight convinced me. I can't waste time being a part of someone's family. I understand. If you decide differently in the future, you can ask me. A 19 does not do it. Fuck. As you get stronger and you go up in levels, uh, that chance will get greater. Um, and you could try again uh, another day. Okay, in that case, will you burn Absalon Frey? Ask me that tomorrow. (laughs) Let me give you another night to think on this. It is a tough decision. The burning or the feelings? Either of which. True. So, Hikari... Your God did not, at this point, grant that request. Then why did they ask me if I wanted if they're not going to grant it? I don't <laughs> like this spell. Use it again next time. Right, I'm going to ask every day till it happens. I go to sleep so I can ask in the morning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. And everyone come back. I'm back. Awesome. Back, back, back. back. And yeah, interesting. (laughs) Um, why don't we take a break then, uh, real quick? Um, go to the bathroom, get something to drink, uh, and then uh, we'll kind of decide the next steps. Um, probably you guys getting ready to leave town eventually now that the candle festival is uh, wrapping up. Sounds good. We'll be back in a minute, everybody. Woo! Nice. BRB. BRB. Oh, man. Darcy, that was some bold stuff. I love it. <laughs> anyway, okay, bye. This has been Goats and Dragons presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. For more information about us, check out our website at helpfulgoat.com or follow us on Twitter at Helpful Goat. For more of our shared gaming projects, check us out on Twitch where we are Helpful Goat or on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. 
Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.